I'm Sydney. And I'm Julie. And this is Restaurant and Retail Revelations. Listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode of Restaurant and Retail Revelations, a podcast spotlighting the movers and shakers in those very industries. This podcast is brought to you by Revel Systems, the provider of the leading cloud-native point-of-sale platform on the market. In today's episode, we're joined by Chris Ives, who is Chief Financial Officer for Bubacoo's Burritos. And for anyone unfamiliar with the brand, Bubacoo's is a fast-casual burrito franchise that got its start on the Jersey Shore. It has never lost touch with the hungry skateboarders and surfers who dominate the area and has helped inspire the concept's look and feel. That's right. From the black and green logo to the portable, fresh, and delicious options on the menu, Bubacoos has become something of a cultural mainstay for active members in the Point Pleasant area and beyond. And since the restaurant's founding in 2008, it has already expanded to 10 states and counting with really no signs of slowing down. Of course, the best part for us is the fact that this very cool and highly successful brand is also an awesome Revel client. So let's talk with Chris for more insights on the brand, how it has evolved, and what's to come. Chris, we are delighted to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So to get things started, I really want to lead with what might be an obvious question, and that's why is the brand called Bubacoos? It's a, I would say, a pretty unusual name, and I'm just curious to know more about the origin. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, We get asked that all the time. We typically don't tell anybody until they become a franchisee. Um, Keep that as our selling point. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, It it really was one of the founders' college-like nickname, like, mashed together, Um, and it's it's a name that people always, you know, say, hey, it's the big, bright green, Bubba Coos. What is Bubba Coos? Um, so it, it played well on words with burritos. Um, but it's, yeah, it really, it really came from a nickname that was mashed together back in college. I love it. It's super creative. And um, yeah, I love the burritos, Bubba Coos. It works. I'd like to also learn a little bit more about the brand's history and evolution in relation to the skater surf tie-in that's kind of prevalent all over your website and also your merch. I think it's kind of a nod to the Jersey Shore, which is home to the franchise. But can you elaborate on that a little bit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Paul and Bill, the founders, uh, they started the brand back in 08, uh, right here in the Jersey Shore, where Paul actually grew up, uh, you know, pretty much from elementary school uh, up through college. Uh, that's, you know, that's where he lived, which he called home. Uh, Paul and Bill met in Johnny Rockets. Um, they, they both worked through the operations. Uh, Paul was Bill's boss at some, you know, some point within the uh, relationship. And, you know, they really just had an idea. It's sort of like they were, they were opening up a Johnny Rockets and they saw Chipotle starting to get some traction back in the early 2000s. And they just said, Hey, you know, we think that we can bring a totally different vibe uh, back home. Um, And and really it was started on a a shoestring budget uh, with a line of credit. Uh, Our original store, which is still there today, which is almost the one of our top uh, grossing stores, um, almost, you know, 15 years later, uh, it's, in, it's us and Jersey Mike's in, in the same kitchen, pretty much two different, uh, dining rooms. Um, and we had, you know, we started off as a, as a little burrito shop, you know, back in 2008 and we literally, you know, Paul and Bill, uh, just hit the pavement and literally anybody coming to the doors that, you know, they were offering whether it's free burritos or free, uh, free entree cards. They were just out there into the community, um, just trying to get their, you know, their name made in, in the local town. 
I love that. I love the local connection. Um, don't a lot of the best concepts really start with shoestring budgets? I just, exactly. you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta take that shot. Uh, and you know, thankfully Paul and Bill took the shot and, uh, you know, the franchise was never really, you know, in the vision. Um, I think around 2017, 2016 is when they started to formalize some documents. Um, they continue just to, you know, build the brand up on their own, uh, reinvesting after they made some profits on the first few stores and just continue to grow the corporate uh, side of the business up to 10 locations. Uh, I think around store seven or eight is when we started to, uh, you know, award our first franchise, which was almost awarded to uh, one of our original GMs. Um, So it really, uh, it really worked out. They, you know, they had a really passionate crew behind them. Uh, And, you know, that's what really grew the brand within the local community to get out there. So setting aside the, the like um, initial connection to the shore and definitely as you guys have grown and scaled, um, you know, I, I'd love to know what else from your perspective is really distinctive. Uh, you know, there's, you mentioned Chipotle is kind of one of the early inspirations and there are other burrito brands out there. So aside from things like an emphasis on fresh ingredients, I think I even saw boardwalk cookies as a, um, finding their place on your menu. What would you say are the differ- differentiators that really set Bubakus apart from the competition? Yeah. So, you know, obviously besides the atmosphere and, and the, and the food quality um, it's really just the uniqueness of our, our mission, create something different. Um, you know, we have seven different menu profiles, which are kind of unique. Um, and then we have, you know, our, our uh, made to order hibachi steak and shrimp uh, cooked right on the grill in front of you. So, you know, everything we do, we really put an Americanized fusion flair within the, you know, the Mexican type food. Um, so, you know, I, I would, I would definitely stand by the fact that, uh, our menu pillars, as well as our uniqueness to creating something, you know, bold pretty much on, you know, any um, signature creation we have is definitely something that sets us apart from our competition. And Chris, you know, even restaurants with creative menus like yours felt somewhat of the sting of the pandemic. And I'm curious to know, were there any shifts in operations at Bubba Coos that were maybe accelerated or prompted by COVID-19? I mean, accelerated is really just, I would say more of the delivery piece of it, we've always been quick serve, uh, fast casual. So operationally, there wasn't much shift as far as customer ordering. It was obviously the big shift. Uh, I, I think along with every other, uh, you know, quick serve, it almost went from like 50, you know, 60, 40, you know, dine in first to go almost to like 99 to one, uh, you know, all, all, all out the door. Uh, our big focus is really just obviously on our staff, frontline workers, making sure everybody was safe, uh, constant communication with our franchisees, and then really just communicating with our guests on how they could think of Bubba Coos, uh, you know, for lunch and dinner, you know, uh, seven days a week and how we can get to them. Um, so our, our shift was really, we, we were sort of fortunate that we started the loyalty, creating our own app uh, pre, um, you know, pre-COVID. We got to roll it out, you know, right in the middle of COVID. Uh, so we got, you know, we were fortunate on that, you know, not knowing that was coming, uh, but really just being able to communicate with our customers, getting, getting our brand in front of our, you know, our customers was, was top priority. So I actually, I'd love to dig into the role of the loyalty program a little bit more just as a part of Babaku's tech stack overall. And so I'd like to hear from you just about how the program works and then the operational benefits you might've seen as a result of the rewards program implementation. Yeah, so just, just to speak to how it works, uh, it's, it's pretty much you, you spend you spend a dollar, you get two points. So every $150 you spend within a Babaku's, you're getting rewarded you know, a flat $10 to spend it however you like it. Um, in addition to that, you know, we obviously send out daily, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly perks that we're constantly communicating with our guests 
um, to really trickle them in. I mean, I would say our big focus, our big shift now is really focusing on customer lifetime value. You know, we have that number of once we get a customer to a certain dollar, we sort of keep them, uh, you know, keep them in our life cycle, you know, I would say forever um, compared to, you know, if, you know, if we see a customer only coming X amount of times, we could see that churn. Uh, so I think our big focus is on, you know, how do, how can we get that customer transacting, you know, to spend more money in our, in our restaurants? Cause you know, at that certain threshold, we will continue to see them come back, uh, you know, almost as a, a weekly um, diner. So that's our big focus right now. That's great. And it sounds like technology and measurement are really at the forefront of your brand. And I'm curious, what other challenges has Bubaku's faced head on with, you know, tech forward solutions? And for a small shameless plug of our own, how has Rebel factored into those solutions as well? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously every, every decision we pretty much make these days is, is really on, you know, how can we get this integrated into uh, our POS? Uh, Olo does sit on top of Revel to inject, you know, all of our orders and integrations. Um, I think our biggest um, challenge we're dealing with right now uh, is really, you know, we don't allow people to you know, pick up the phone and place an order. I think in the pandemic, it was front and center that people were doing it. And as we start to come back and, you know, post pandemic life, we're trying to see the opportunity of how many orders we might be losing a day by not allowing that. So really the focus has now been on AI, seeing how we can allow customers to order by picking up the phone and getting that order injected into our system um, without really having taken the labor time for somebody to take that order and write it down and then enter it into the system. Um, so yeah, every, every, every decision we're making right now operationally is pretty much centered around, let's call it the POS or, or the heartbeat of uh, technology within our system. We couldn't have said it any better. Um, you know, there's there's definitely that connection point that the POS provides. And it's awesome to see brands like yours really leveraging that for different operational efficiencies. Um, so completely changing directions here. Uh, I, I wanted to mention, so I'm an avid reader of trade publications and often start my workday just skimming headlines, usually in search of rebel clients. And I always smile when I see Bubba Coos in the news, which is often. And I'd like to talk to you about a couple of recent headlines that caught my attention. So the first one is I'd really love to hear more about the decision to partner with the Eastern Surfing Association and how that's going. Um, and then I also, after that, I'd love to learn a little bit more about your softer side and some of the recent activity you've had with the national fundraiser for the leukemia and lymphoma society. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think we always say, you know, nobody likes a burrito more than, you know, our surfer and skater community. Uh, we do have a surf and skate team uh, throughout the country where, you know, we emphasize, you know, getting that, you know, getting them involved to, you know, repost and uh, really in, engage with the, uh, with the brand. Uh, but this is something where, you know, our constant fans just kept asking us to sponsor it. Um, so it's more something like, Hey, we're, you know, we're getting back into the community uh, and, you know, something that was consistently being asked for. Uh, so that's really how that, that came, uh, you know, came about, um, you know, in regards to the leukemia society, that was actually a family member of one of the franchisees where they came to the brand and said, Hey, how can we get involved? How can we help? Uh, and that, you know, obviously that's one of our core values, getting involved with the community. Um, it's what we've always done. Uh, we, live and breathe it every day. We teach it with our franchisees every day. Obviously that always comes back uh, sort of in an intangible value, but it's something that, you know, we're constantly, uh, you know, really beaten into our operators to get involved with. Um, so that, that's how that came about, you know, upcoming, you know, we're continuing to get involved. Uh, come October, we're involved with the American Cancer Society that will be running something. Uh, so it's something that, you know, is forefront for us every single day, how we can get involved and, you know, really put the brand out there uh, at the local level. 
Yeah. As a consumer, you know, I personally love seeing brands with, you know, a pay it for it word mentality and giving back to their community. So um, I certainly can really appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of others can too. And, you know, you spoke about moving into uh, franchising earlier on in this conversation. And I'm curious what sort of qualities Bubba Coos looks for when vetting not only new locations for a restaurant, uh, but also the traits your team seeks out uh, in promising franchise owner candidates as well. Yeah, so first I'll speak to, uh, I guess, vetting a candidate who, you know, who comes into, you know, who can come into the system versus, you know, what we're not looking for. Um, I, I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, obviously restaurant experience, need, you know, needs to be there, but really it's people that can get, get out to the community and get involved that really have a passion for the, for the food and to really serve people. Um, you know, that's what we do every day. We serve people. Uh, so if you're, you know, if it's somebody that's just out there that, you know, might have 15 years of experience, uh, but really has no idea how to engage with their community uh, and get involved, it, you know, might be, it might be a fit for some brands, but for our brand, uh, that might be something that, you know, we chalk up on the board where, you know, we might not move forward with them just because of the fact that they're not, they're not, this is not a candidate that's going to be engaged with the community and go out there and really live the Bubba Coos, uh, you know, core values. Uh, in regards to a restaurant uh, or identifying a restaurant, I mean, that's the one thing you can't change, you know, after you sign a lease, you, you could change operations and you could fix operations, but from a site-wise, um, you know, that's something you, you can never move at least, at least for 10 years. Um, mo most important thing for us is really the economics. Uh, you know, we're not a brand that's going to go out there and potentially stamp the biggest and the best location. If it doesn't work economically, uh, you know, we're looking, you know, we're looking to make the right move for our operators every day. Uh, so we're out, you know, we're out there making sure that it's, you know, from a visibility standpoint, as far as, you know, a, tr a trade standpoint, uh, we're vetting all that. But end of the day, the economics have to work. Yeah, for sure. Um, and perhaps you also factor in the, the local skate parks. I don't know if that <laughs> comes into play. <laughs> um, so. uh, it's some, sometimes it does come into play with as far as, um, you know, just getting passion or, or just some excitement in certain markets uh, where we might have not ever thought of put a Bubba Goose, but if we're seeing a lot of engagement on the social platform, uh, you know, based from those fans, absolutely. Definitely something we look at. Yeah, it's good alignment. And as you mentioned, you know, that's a group that's often hungry for a good burrito. So makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, one headline that I didn't mention earlier was actually it's QSR magazine's 28 young leaders to watch list. And in 2021, you were named on that list. So congrats on the recognition. Um, and you. you know, in light of what the article says about your title, belying the diversity of the services you provide for the company, you know, I know you're CFO, but you also development is something that falls to you as I understand it. And I've just got to ask as someone who's dealt with a lot of components of the business, what's been your favorite aspect of working on the Bubba Coos team? Yeah, it, it always comes down to passion. Um, I, I just think every day working with, you know, I, I like to always say, you know, I think anybody would like to put this behind their brand, but, you know, we have some of the most passionate uh, operators out there uh, and getting to work with them every day to really fulfill their dreams is, you know, something that, you know, it outpaces money, any you know, the financial side of it any day of the week. Um, you know, just being out there in the field, rolling up your sleeves, seeing the daily, you know, challenges or opportunities that we have and bringing it back in to roll it out is really what, you know, really makes me tick every day. So um, I, I definitely go from passion, you know, from whether it's our corporate team, our, uh, you know, our, our corporate uh, team members that are working in our stores or just our overall operators, our franchise partners, um, you know, no, nobody outpaces the passion, you know, from our operators. That's a great answer. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to find a job you love and that you're passionate about. And it sounds like you've found just that uh, with a great team around you too. 
And Chris, is there anything that we maybe haven't asked you about on this call that you would just like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, just from a personal level, you know, you know, I, I definitely say, you know, definitely follow through with what you're passionate in. Um, you know, you got to you got to take those risks. And sometimes those risks don't work out. But, um, you know, you definitely you definitely got to keep fighting for what you believe in and what you're passionate about. And usually good things follow that. So you know, just more on a personal level, I, I would think that that's something that I, you know, I live and breathe every day. So is there anything on the horizon for Bubacoos, whether it's grand openings, menu innovations, maybe something to watch for with the loyalty programs? Uh, just want to make sure that if there's something coming up soon that our listeners might want to take advantage of, especially the ones who are in proximity to a Bubacoos location, that we give you that chance to shout anything out. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Bubacoos has been in growth mode the past um, you know, 18 months. Uh, we're continuing that growth mode. You know, hopefully we're on track to hit the uh, 100 unit mark uh, come the end of the year or shortly into Q1, um, you know, with, you know, with some with some strong pipeline, you know, come, you know, coming right behind that. So uh, on, a, on a development standpoint, you know, we have a lot of our current operators looking to looking to grow more. Um, so it's exciting times uh, for the Bubaku side in regards to LTOs. I mean, we're, we're constantly out there, you know, refining and looking to roll out. Uh, you know, how we could take our current SKUs and, and be more creative with it. Definitely something that's always front and center for our, you know, for our uh, chef, uh, Bill, who's one of the founders. Oh, very cool. That sounds awesome. Uh, and a great way to end things with the the finance guy, you know, your CFO. And so let's end it on a, a note of growth. That's perfect. Um, so Chris, I just, I want to close it out the way we started, which is with heartfelt thanks. Really appreciate you offering your time and your expertise today on the podcast and look forward to seeing what else is on the horizon for Bubba Coos. It's a very fun and cool brand to watch. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. What better way to close things out with Chris than on the topics of growth and passion? It's clear that he really loves being part of the Bubba Coos team. And with this franchise clocking in at more than 50 locations, they are definitely doing something right. Yes, growth mode is such a beautiful thing. And even with explosive growth, it's really cool to see some of the menu classics inspired by the brand's Jersey Shore origin. I love that they are maintaining that connection to the original vision of the founders. Right. And I don't think you have to live in Jersey to really appreciate the magic of a boardwalk cookie. You know, Bubba Coos has just been generally a really fun brand to watch. And I suspect that will definitely continue in the future. So as we wrap today's episode, I'd like to extend a heartfelt thanks to our loyal listeners for joining us. And for any first timers, make sure you like and subscribe to Restaurant and Retail Revelation so you never miss new content. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back soon with new guests and even more revelations. Uh-huh.